This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Today we are joined by the one and only actress Jackie Dallas. Jackie, how are you? I am great. Thank you, Walter. How are you? <laughs> you're welcome. Doing well, doing well. I'm super excited to have you on today's show. Um, yeah, I'm excited off, to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, first off, you've been swamped. Uh, I, I noticed that you were at a con this past weekend, and uh, things have been really busy. I know that um, we're almost two two months into the to the new year. Um, how's your year going so far? You know, this year has been pretty amazing. It's uh, it's definitely been busier than my previous years, which is great. You know, every year we hope to get a little busier and busier. Um, yeah, I've already got a couple of, you know, projects on the docket. Um, I've been going out for some great auditions, and I've had a Comic-Con appearance already. I've got another one coming up in two weeks. So, gosh, yeah, I really can't complain. I love it. I love it. What do you What do you like most about, I guess, um, just the culture or the atmosphere of cons? Because I know that cons are for everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've noticed that the actors and actresses that do cons they're usually really vested in the fans, and they, they love what they do, and they love interacting. Um, was this something that, you know, you had to kind of grow into, or did you always just kind of love the atmosphere and the, the culture that comes with that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it hits the nail on the head with the whole, like, you know, us actors and models and, you know, those of us who do the cons, I mean, like, we do it because of the fans. You know, we're we're in it because we want to meet you guys. We want to connect with you guys. I mean, we wouldn't be who we are, where we are without y'all. So that's, I mean, that's the number one reason right there. Everyone is really awesome, and it's just so, so, so cool to meet everyone from all walks of life. Um, I, it's funny. Like, I I actually, I, you know, I've never gone to a con before. Like, before I started working what? at them. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's, I didn't really knew, know that they existed. Um, I mean, I guess I knew they existed, but I just never really, like, knew a lot about it, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I kind of got turned on to it, like, later on in life, like, in my career. And uh, one of my friends um, who helped, you know, he runs Geek Fest, uh, Bill, he was like, hey, I'm going to this convention, and I'm thinking about starting this panel, The Women of Sci-Fi. Like, would you be a part of it? I was like, Women of Sci-Fi, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yes. Like, why? Why would? Why would people want to come and see me? You know, I like. I didn't really understand the whole concept. I was like, I mean, don't you go to conventions to meet, meet like William Shatner? <laughs> like, who's gonna know who I am? I like my 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 concept of what a con is is like completely different now from what it used to be. And I just, I mean, I have such a new appreciation for it. You know, you're right. It's not for everyone. I've met, I've met people along the way who who you know, it, it's tiring going from weekend to weekend, place to place, um, it is kind of exhausting. But, you know, if your heart's in the right place for it, it's really, there's no other experience like it. Right on, right on. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. I mean, I'm not an actor like you, but, um, yeah, they're definitely, they are a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, as an artist, like, who doesn't enjoy being recognized for their work, you know? It's it's really such a good feeling to be sitting there and have people come up and be like, oh, my gosh, I love your work, and I love seeing you in this. And, 
it's just such a such a good feeling. Absolutely, absolutely. Wanted to ask you, how did you first get involved with acting? What was kind of the catalyst that got you or gave you the bug, so to speak? Yeah, so I, gosh, this is a cliche start to this answer, but I always wanted to be an actor. That's the bottom line. Um, when I was little, I did, you know, theater, I did drama club, I did community theater, Black Rocks Theater, summer camp. Um, it's just something that I always wanted to do, but growing up in a small town in Florida where we don't have a whole lot of TV and film opportunities, at least not when I grew up, um, I didn't really know that that was a a, a realistic career choice, you know? <laughs> so Absolutely. I have kind of an unconventional journey here. I went to medical school and I became a doctor um, and worked in that field for several years and then kind of got tired of it. it, it it's a very uh, like physically, emotionally, and mentally draining profession. And I mean, definitely kudos to all my former colleagues who do. The world needs amazing people like you. But for me personally, it, it wasn't making me happy and I wasn't finding that fulfillment in life where I I wake up every morning excited to, you know, be doing what I was doing. So I started dabbling back into acting a little bit just because that's where my original passion was and I wanted to have an outlet for, um, you know, my, my stress and my, you know, just a creative outlet in general. So got back into it with, you know, short films, student films, and doing background work on whatever productions were coming through. I was living in Chicago at the time and, really rediscovered my passion for acting, really loved it, got some good feedback when I had roles and I had speaking lines. And, you know, I started thinking to myself, like, you know, why did I leave this? Why did I think this was something that I couldn't do? Why, why, why can't I go back and do it now? You know, so little by little, I started kind of transitioning and, um, I didn't just jump into it, which I think a lot of people do. And that's very stressful and that's very, disheartening sometimes when you jump into the world of acting with not really knowing what you're doing or being prepared or having any contingency plans. But making that transition a little by little, um, I don't know, I, I got to a place where I was I was comfortable making that leap for once and for all. And so I moved to California and realized that moving to a new place, you have to start over anyways, right, no matter what career you're in. Oh, so, yeah, that's true. I figured, you know, I'm in the place to be an actor, like <laughs> California. So let's give it a try, give it a couple of years, see what happens. And, you know, worst case scenario, I still have an envy to fall back on. Not the worst plan. Um, but, you know, I hit the ground running as soon as I got here, had a little bit of luck. And was it five years later? I'm still doing it. So I think that I, I don't think there's turning back for me now. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. I um it's it's I think it's amazing. It's 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 a testament to, you know, just that whole old adage of, you know, following your dreams, you know, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, were your friends and family supportive of your decision to, to leave medicine to pursue acting? Um, yes and no. I would say were they supportive of me as a as a person and a human being? Yes. <laughs> Did they uh, did they make sure that they were very vocal of their concerns? Yes to that too. So um, I feel like the logical part of anyone's brain is like, wait, you're going to quit a very stable career that you've worked the last like 12 years for 
to become an actor? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're like, are you sure you're not having a midlife crisis here? <laughs> um, yeah, so there was there was definitely some concern, but it all came from a very very good place, you know, a very good place. And um, I don't know if it needs to be worth mentioning, but I'm Asian, so coming from you know kind of a more traditional background where you know, a, a professional degree is kind of the parameter of success, it's it's kind of hard to kind of steer away from that. But I was very, very, very lucky and very fortunate, and I am surrounded by wonderful people who truly care about me and understood with my personality the way that I am, and um, they, they saw that I wasn't happy, you know. They saw that I wasn't happy, and they saw that I wasn't, you know, kind of living to my full potential and... Even though, you know, people can say, well, I think this is what's best for you, at the end of the day, they just want you to be happy, you know? And they saw that, you know, during this transition into acting, they saw I was getting happier and happier. <laughs> and they saw the spark come back, you know what I mean? So um, when that leap happened, I think everyone kind of held their breath, you know, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst, but... Um, now, I mean, now I feel like I've, I finally hit a certain level of validation because a lot of my friends and my family are like, oh no, she's an actor. She's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I was going to ask you now, I'm African-American and I've always heard growing up and I know this to be true that, you know, sometimes, you know, we're not always represented, um, the way that we would like to be. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we're underrepresented. Um, as as an Asian American, um, is, has your experience been the same? How has it been, I guess, working in Hollywood and having to, mm-hmm. to deal with, you know, films that, you know, don't necessarily reflect your culture the best way? Sure, sure. That, I'm happy to say that culture is changing. And um, just even me as an actor in the last five years, I've, I've seen that change, like that, that tide start to shift, which is wonderful. Um, it's tricky because it's, you're right. I mean, there, there isn't an adequate amount of representation. Um, you know, anyone who, like as a point blank statement, there just isn't enough, right? Like if you look at the percentage of, you know, whatever demographic it makes up the United States, like you definitely don't necessarily see that percentage reflected in Hollywood. Um, early on in my career, I definitely went out for, if I went out, because <laughs> it was early in my career, I would go out for very stereotypical <laughs> Asian-only roles, you know, like the nail technician or a nail smell technician or the, uh, the waitress at the Chinese restaurant or um, maybe the dry cleaners. You know, it was a very, very stereotypical with the nerdy science classmate who spoke with an accent and wore big glasses, you know, like those kind of roles. Um, I wasn't in a position to, you know, turn it down because as an actor, you really, you're hungry for roles and you take whatever you can get. But I feel I've been very fortunate in my career that lucky or unlucky, I never got cast in those roles. I've been very lucky that all of the roles I have gotten cast in have been, you know, like a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, there isn't an ethnic um, delegation to it, you know? It it doesn't matter what ethnicity it is. I've never had to play a role with an accent where my my ethnicity got questioned, you know? (laughs) 
which is really kind of refreshing. It's really, really nice. Um, and I hope that continues, you know, it's, it's tricky because it's even just saying Asian American, like there's not just one kind of an Asian American, right? There's, we're, we're all different kinds. We're all different shades and from different countries and different backgrounds. Even like I say I'm Asian American. I was born and raised here in the States, but my experience growing up in a small town in Florida is vastly different from someone who may have been born here but grew up in a very ethnically diverse culture, such as New York City or Los Angeles, right? So I think it's important the more of us that get out there and are able to tell our stories and our perspectives and share our, you know, little little antidotes, um, I think that's super important, super important for representation for all of us out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you hit on some amazing things there, and I had no idea that you were from Florida. That's that's cool. I'm from Florida as well. Oh, right on. What part of Florida are you from? Lake Worth, which is a um, okay. small suburb of West Palm, West Palm Beach. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to be in West Palm in two weeks for the, uh, the Comic-Con Revolution. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, come on by. <laughs> okay. Man, that's cool. It. Yeah. How, um, how how has it been um how has your experience been just in terms of like auditioning and getting roles cuz I know that you've had some amazing roles on like Stranger Things, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Resident, so many others. Is there a, a certain project that you've worked on that you would say is like your favorite? Oh gosh. Um that's such a it's such a hard question to answer. It's like asking what's your favorite movie? It's like, oh well what genre is that? You know, it's like okay. So the the coolest experience by far is I mean, by far stranger things, you know. Um one, on a personal note, that was actually my very first role that I got as far as like you know, Netflix or network or television or primetime or anything like that where I could, you know, tell anyone like, oh, you can go and watch me now. Um, Stranger Things was my first one. So for me, it was personally really exciting, Um, you know, career changing, life altering (laughs) in so many good ways. Um, the, The funny thing is, is when I auditioned for the show, obviously no one knew what the show was because it didn't exist yet. And then even after I was done filming it, and I was towards the end of, you know, their filming season there, because I came in on episode seven out of eight, um, I would start, you know, promoting and be like, hey, I'm going to be on this show, I'm going to be on this show, watch out for it, it's coming out soon, da-da-da-da-da. And everyone was just like, I don't know what this show is. Like, I'm glad you're excited. I'll I'll get around to it, you know, no big deal. But then, yeah, like a week or two after it dropped, everyone all of a sudden, like word of mouth, it just started catching on and everyone started watching it and binging it. And it became this just cultural phenomenon that I, I like, I couldn't have predicted. Um, and for me, it was so new, right? Because I was like, in my eyes, I was like, I'm just this new actor. And all of a sudden, there's people that know who I am and they're, Googling me and <laughs> and following me on Facebook and just I was like, wow, what is this? Is this what being famous is all about? And <laughs> and then I got you know I, I I got a little a little ahead of myself. I won't I won't lie, but no, it was such a cool experience, you know. And um, you know, some of the fans I've met have been just the most awesome fans, you know. Um, some of the other roles that I've done obviously hasn't had as much of a you know, cultural hit, but at the same time, like, it's really cool, for example, that I get to play a lot of medical roles. 
you know, because I feel like it's kind of a kind of a nod to my, my former life, you know, um, playing doctor roles or nurse roles. And, you know, in a funny way, I can justify that I didn't waste my life. I didn't waste all that time. I was actually preparing for it, <laughs> you know. So that's kind of cool. And, uh, you know, I always wanted to say, oh, I am a doctor and I play one on TV. <laughs> yep, yep. I love it. Um, is so when you prepare for a role, when you're when you're you know when you you're cast and get the role, um, mm-hmm. is there? How do you prepare and get into the mindset of the role that you're you're going to play? Because, you know, I would imagine that each role is different, and I'm sure that it brings a certain amount of gravitas to each each role. You know, you've got to be a different person essentially so many different times. Um, mm-hmm. Is there is there a ritual you do or what helps you to get into the frame of mind of the character that you're it, Like you said, it really depends on the role. Um, if it's a if it's a smaller you know smaller walk on role um, for like a television show or something, obviously I'm going to go through the the usual preparation of making sure I know my lines, you know, kind of assessing like what's my character's backstory and things like that. But you know, those pretty, those tend to be pretty straightforward. If I'm delving into a more emotional theme, that takes a little bit more preparation, um, whether it be coming from a place of anger or sadness or even even passion. Um, that definitely takes a little bit more, like, mental energy to get into. Um, I like I like to listen to music. I don't know if there's anyone else out there who, like, has the same sort of, like, triggers that I do, but when I listen to certain songs, it really, really helps me get to a certain emotional place and that's probably probably one of the bigger things that I'll do, like, immediately before going on set, before going into the scene. Um, for much bigger roles, like, I do a lot of independent films. Um, I've got a couple of movies that are out now or coming out, and um, I'm currently working on a horror movie right now. For those bigger scenes, I definitely delved into it a lot more and much much further in advance, like weeks in advance. Um, as soon as I find out about the role, I'm, I'm digging into it. I'm talking with the director. I'm talking with, you know, whoever will listen to me about, should we, do you think we should try it this way? Do you think we should try it that way? Um, and I kind, of, I kind of try and prepare for things at least two different ways, you know. Um, and this goes for auditions as well. Before I even book the role, I try and look at every role two different ways because, I might picture it one way in my head, but there's no telling how the director pictures it. And so by preparing it two different ways, one, it gives me a little bit of flexibility and um, ability to adapt or change if we need to. Um, And also a lot of times by exploring two different things, you you realize things about the character that you wouldn't have necessarily picked up on before. You know, like... Sometimes you do it one way and you're like, oh, wait, that's not right. This doesn't feel right because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and that practice really helps me learn more about the character and the story and, like, the role they play in the big picture. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I love what you said there. I mean, it is just a, about, you know, getting in the right headspace, so to speak, and just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really delving into the character, the psyche of the character, and, and you know, Mm-hmm. So I love it. Um, has there ever been a role that you've kind of like regretted taking, or once you you got it, you realized that the the role would be more arduous than you had, I guess, initially planned? Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I would say I've ever regretted a role. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that there has ever really been a role that I regret taking. Um, I feel that every role has kind of, you know, served a place for me in my career. And I definitely learned from every, every role that I've taken, every project I've been a part of. Um, that's not to sugarcoat it and say, you know, some roles are obviously better than others and some projects end up never getting seen and that's totally okay by me. <laughs> but um, I feel like, when you know, when you're starting out in your career, you're really learning and you're really growing. And the only times when I would say that I would have regretted a role is if it compromised um, either my safety or what I stood for or, you know, um, like objectification or anything of that nature, which I'm pretty careful to screen for. Um, so I'm pretty thankful to say that I haven't found myself in a position where I've regretted taking on a role. Um, you've mentioned roles that are more arduous. Uh, I've definitely, I've definitely found myself in roles that are a little bit more challenging than maybe I initially thought, but Having a challenge, I don't picture that as a bad thing at all. I picture that as an opportunity to really push myself and really grow and um, maybe take a couple extra days off after everything is said and done to recover. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, I give it 110%. And, you know, when that product comes out, when that film comes out, it's usually more often than not, I'm usually very excited by what I see. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, Wanted to ask you now, um, in terms of how do you maintain your integrity and, I guess, moral compass in an industry that's, you know, so ever-changing? You know, film is, a, is an industry that's constantly changing, constantly evolving. Um, how do you, I guess, live within your truth or what you feel to be your your truth and your moral compass. Mhm, mhm. Um, I, I am. Let's see. Let me think about it. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I take solace in the fact that when I take on a role and I take on a character, that character is not representative of me as a person. You know, that's that's kind of one of the the luxuries of being an actor is we can be a different person every day. Um, and if I play a person that goes against my grain, but it's appropriate for the character and it is appropriate for the story, I can deal with that. I can live with that and I can appreciate, you know, the existence of that character within the world that we are trying to paint. Um, now, as far as taking on projects, and um, and kind of if I don't agree with the big picture of things, I just politely decline. Um, and most of my, uh, I guess my limitations, most of my limitations are going to be pretty standard in the industry. Um, I don't want to be a part of anything that is, you know, uh, hate mongering or um, just just overall negative for the sake of being shock value. I, I don't enjoy doing any projects like that. Um, if there's you know nudity or sexual situations involved, I'm very careful to screen through how does that contribute to the character and how does that contribute to the plot. Um, I don't want to 
I'm careful not to come across as being like, oh, I'm prude. <laughs> but these are very real considerations that as a female in the industry that we do have to take into consideration. So, um, and it really varies on project to project, you know. Um, if I was to be approached by anything for HBO, yeah, sure, sign me up. <laughs> but if it's kind of like, a, oh, this is an, an artsy indie film, I, I really, really have to look carefully into not just the story, but also like the production and the director and, you know, what's the intended audience, what's the intended like purpose of all of it. Um, so it's kind of a case-by-case basis that I, I weigh things. I love it. I love it. On the term of legacy, Jackie, um, you know, your career is, you're, you know, you've still got many, many years to go. But um, let's fast forward, say, 30 years from now. Um, on the subject of legacy, what's the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from the work that you've done when they're looking at it, you know, 20, yeah. 30 years from now? I, I want that's <laughs> my legacy. Uh, I'll write a book one day. Um, I I want people to, gosh, I want people to just feel good when they think of me. You know, I want I want them to either feel inspired in that you, you shouldn't feel trapped in whatever kind of work you do, or you think that it's just too you're too old for something, or you don't fit the 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 demographic of what you know. Like, don't let these numbers and statistics and current situations hold you back, you know, because I didn't. I walked away from a really good career. Um, I started definitely way older than most of my peers. Um, and when I started five years ago, we didn't have, you know, the, the Me Too movements and the Asian American movements and Crazy Rich Asians wasn't, you know, picked up or, you know, there wasn't any of this um, diversity in Hollywood. I, I started, I left my career, you know, just shy of hitting 30 and said, you know what, let's just see what happens and just go for it. Um, so, yeah, good things can happen to good people. If you work hard for it, um, I think, honestly, I think your passion will show through and you just got to have, you know, the hard work and the dedication and um, kind of business, business savviness. Uh, to really to, to, to help you succeed, and I think that anyone can do that. You know, if you take the time and effort and really plan and um, think about what you want and how to get there, I want people to say, you know, if she can do it, so can I. And I want people to be inspired by that. And I hope their legacy is that they, or my legacy is that uh, <laughs> I make people feel good and and then they, they, they remember me as that person who did what she wanted to do and found happiness doing it. I love it. That's some uh, that's some great advice because uh, I'm actually around the same age as you, and uh, yeah, I just feel like if you love something enough, you'll just go after it, you know, no matter how long it takes you. So mm-hmm, I, that was uh, definitely it. Really is a it really is a a journey and not the destination kind of fulfillment, you know, especially for us artists. You know, getting yeah. recognized for your work and getting uh, getting state. I mean, that's just that's that's a whole different career path, right? Like I always, I'm always very careful to tell people that being an actor and being a celebrity are two very different things. Um, and a lot of time, people that are chasing after fame don't necessarily care about the work behind it. So, right. 
it's very if you're if you're going into any sort of artistic career, whether it be acting or um, you know art painting or or music or or podcasting or whatever it is, if you really enjoy what you do, then you're going to do what you love every day for the rest of your life. You know, um, getting recognized for it, getting awards for it, you know, all of that is just that's just kind of icing on the cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You hit it on the nail. Yeah, you said you said you hit it on the nail. I uh, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> 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 um, I um wanted to ask you. I just have uh just a few more questions. Um, I wanted to ask you now. Um, what Upcoming projects do you have in the works that you can tell us about? Yeah, so um, I currently am working on a horror movie right now. Um, it's called, well, our tentative title is called Dead Ride. I don't know what the final title is going to be. These things tend to change. Um, <laughs> the premise of it is is a a crazy Uber driver who begins to terrorize his passengers. Um, and I play one of, one of his unfortunate passengers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an indie movie. Um, I love doing indie movies, to be honest with you. It's, it's such a different experience being on an indie set versus a, a Hollywood set. And I'm working with a really close group of uh, my my filmmaking family here. Um, so, yeah, so that we're in the process of filming. We are, I don't know, maybe halfway done. So hopefully end of the year or early next year it should be released. Um, yeah, and then by our same uh, production company and director, like I said, this is my filmmaking family here, <laughs> the director, Eduardo Castrillo, he actually just released the last movie that we were in together, um, that we worked on together. It's called The Pining, and that is a supernatural horror thriller um, I guess we're on like a horror streak right now, <laughs> but it's a supernatural horror. Um, it's got Tom Sizemore, Miguel A. Nunez. Um, it's got a couple of names in it. Natalie Gibson, she's an Instagram star. And I play a detective in that movie. Um, kind of an opposite sort of character than I usually play. A hard-nosed, super sarcastic, sassy, kind of mean <laughs> character. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, but that's out now. That's actually available on DVD. Um, I just got a batch of it like two weeks before Long Beach Comic Comic Expo. So it's uh, selling it there. And then I'll have some over at Palm Beach. And it's available on Amcia Films' website as well. That's our production company. So, yeah, those are the two. Um, as far as kind of TV audition stuff, a lot of that I'm auditioning for is just kind of hush-hush and a lot of NDAs. And, I understand. You know, I can't really. <laughs> yeah. I understand. We've got to keep mom's word until, until the studio says we can say something. But, yeah, there's a couple of, uh, couple of projects coming out in various levels of production. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to start, you know, training about those soon because I'm really excited and I hate waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, my last two questions are, um, where can our listening audience find out more about you and keep abreast of your upcoming projects? Awesome question. I am all over social media. I have a website, JackieDallas.com. Just my name, J-A-C-K-I-E, Dallas, like Texas, D-A-L-L-A-S. Um, I am on, look me up on IMDb for a list of all my work. 
Um, it's pretty inclusive. It's kind of even my way earlier work on there, <laughs> if you want to have some laughs. Um, I'm on Twitter, Jax Dallas, J-A-X-D-A-L-L-A-S. Uh, I love Twitter. I'm super, super engaging on Twitter. If you tweet at me, I will tweet back at you. Um, that's probably the best way to, like, just casually get in touch with me. Instagram, Jack Dallas also. Facebook, Jackie Dallas. Uh, page is Jackie Dallas Actress. Um, I guess that's it. I guess, yeah. Right on. So my next question is, I'm kind of embarrassed to ask it, but um, your stage name, where did you come up with the stage name? I think it's really, really cool. <laughs> so... Believe it or not, Jackie Dallas is actually my legal name. Um, what? It is my, <laughs> it is my legal. Yeah, it's my legal name. I know it's really funny. I, I go to set and I fill out my paperwork and stuff like that. People have never met me before. It is all formal, like tax forms and W twos and all that stuff, right? So I'll fill it out <laughs> and I'll, I'll send it back, and they're like, "Oh no, 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 no! I'm sorry. We, we actually we need your real name." And I fill out the passport. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I just spell my real name, see Jacqueline. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel, I feel really crummy that I didn't know that. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's just one of my funny stories. <laughs> right on, right on. I love it. Well, Jackie, I'm all out of questions, but just wanted to thank you so much for stopping by today's mm-hmm. show. And I wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything else you'd like to say to our listening audience. Um. No, I'm just super appreciative of everyone that I've met and uh, everyone who continues to support me and just, you know, you know, and it's just, just like following me on Instagram. I mean, yeah, for me as, as a performer, even that, like, one like matters. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for this platform to be able to talk to you and kind of talk about my projects. I really appreciate it, Walter. Uh, it's no problem. It's no problem at all. I was super excited when, uh, I reached out and you actually, you know, responded back and you were like, yeah, let's do it. So it was, yeah, it was cool. no, I'm super open. I'm like, I, I really like should not be a famous person. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to end up digging myself in a lot of holes. <laughs> I, I just know it. They're like, you can't be so approachable. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. But I'm I'm really excited I could be a part of your your interview here. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. It's no problem. Uh, guys, that was our exclusive interview with uh, actress Jackie Dallas. Uh, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Uh, we're also available on YouTube. Uh, you can, if you're watching this on YouTube, just hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you've got a Roku player or a Roku smart television, you can uh, again you can watch this in the privacy of your own home. We've got over 200 plus hours of original content, programming, and interviews all free of charge. From the Roku Channel Store, just search for our name. Once you search our name, you can download the app. You can uh, begin listening. And uh, finally, if you've got an iPhone, uh, you can listen to this interview by going to the iTunes Store, uh, just putting in our name, and you can either download it directly uh, just from the podcast section, uh, or you can um, you can download the Stitcher Smart Radio app, and that will allow you to listen as well. And finally, Android users, we've got love for you as well. We didn't forget about you. We're available in the Google Play Store. Uh, under the Google Play Store, just uh, go under the Music tab, and uh, once you search our name in Google Play, you can uh, download this episode all free of charge.
The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that, out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the, the fans. And it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker.